Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Jamie Samuel reporting, and welcome to episode five of my 2022 FIFA World Cup podcast, bringing you the latest updates on the 2022 World Cup. I'm thrilled to announce that I'm joined for the first time on this podcast by my good mate, Phil Lesovetsky, whilst also joining us again, Sam Savers. Phil, how are you going today? And thanks so much for joining us today on the podcast. Yeah, I'm doing well, mate. Thanks for having me on. That's all good. And Phil, can you tell us what you do for your profession and a little bit about your passion for soccer? Yes, I'm a teacher's aide. I help a student one-on-one in foundation in primary school and an all-boys school in St Kilda called Yeshiva College. And um, I really enjoy watching Australia play. Went down on Wednesday to see us go against France. Fortunately, we didn't get the result we wanted, but it was good fun going for the Socceroos. Yeah, I joined you. It was a fun morning despite the results. The pub lit up when uh, Craig Goodwin scored the opener. Sam, how are you doing this evening? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Thanks, mate. Um, thanks again for having me on board. As you guys mentioned, I also did go down to the city to watch the Socceroos match, um, but I watched it at the Duke of Wellington Hotel um, near my work with a few of my colleagues, and we all went rioting crazy when Craig Goodwin got that scream of a god, but again... French were too good and got away with it. Yeah, it was a disappointing drop-off. Over the last day, we've seen Uruguay and South Korea play out a nil-nil draw to open their campaigns. Uruguay had most of the possession, but were unable to break down South Korea's resilient defence. Uruguay will be hoping to find their scoring form soon if they are to progress in the competition. Uruguay and South Korea now have one point each in Group F going into their next games. Uruguay will be hoping for better when they take on Portugal, but it will be very tough for them. South Korea will feel they can get a result from their upcoming game against Ghana. Phil, is this a disappointing result for the South American heavyweight? Yeah, I believe so. Um, They just couldn't get over the line and able to score a point. They did what they could, but they couldn't get a result. Fair enough. Sam, can South Korea take a lot of solace from this draw? They could if they want to um, try and get out of Group H. But um, honestly, the only way South Korea can make it through is that they win their next two games and then, of course, have other results go their way. Uh, but I see them and Uruguay both bouncing back into wins for their next matchup. Yeah, reasonable prediction. Phil, how do you see Uruguay going against Portugal? Yeah, it's going to be a tough match. Um, Portugal had a great win over Ghana and... They're going to have to play at their best to form a result there. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I think Portugal will be pretty strong. And Sam, could South Korea defeat Ghana considering this draw? Considering the draw, um, honestly, Ghana did push Portugal to the limit. So I do expect the same thing from Ghana against South Korea. But I think South Korea just up the edge. And I think South Korea wins 1-0. Yeah, reasonable prediction. Portugal defeated Ghana 3-2 to get their campaign off to the perfect start. Cristiano Ronaldo put Portugal in front in the 65th minute from a penalty as he broke the record of becoming the first man to score at five different World Cups. Andre Ayew equalised for Ghana in the 73rd minute before Portugal moved into a winning position with two quick goals from Jao Felix and Rafael Leoa. Osman Bakari pulled one back for Ghana in the 89th minute, but it was too little too late. Ghana had some very impressive moments, but ultimately, a strong Portugal team were always going to be too much for them. The win puts Portugal top of Group F with three points, while Ghana will have to regroup and get ready for its next game against South Korea. 
Phil, what an excellent start for Portugal at this year's World Cup. Yeah, they always can rely on Ronaldo to get them going and um, a strong performance there and it's good to see them on top in their group. Absolutely. Sam, how did you rate Cristiano Ronaldo's performance, breaking the record with becoming the first goal scorer at five separate World Cups? I'll have to say, even though that's a great record for Cristiano, but in all seriousness though, he had a pretty shocking first half um, because he didn't do much in the um, during that period. But when he was able to score the goal off the penalty, um, that was a good moment for him. As he said, he's now the first ever player to score eight goal in the first match in, every, in the last five World Cups he's participated in. But then again, I reckon Bruno Fernandes was brilliant as always, providing two crucial assists uh, to Joel Felix and um, Rafael Leal you know, to give Portugal the big win. But again, Ghana did push them to the limit. Um, they had their chances, but couldn't execute. And Portugal were really good enough to hold on in the end. Fair enough. Phil, will Portugal keep showing this kind of form when they face Uruguay and South Korea and go on to win this group? Yeah, they're going to be top of the table and hard to beat with their awesome team. And uh, I think it's going to be... Very, very hard to see anyone knock them off in their group stage. Yeah, I for one hope they can go deep into the tournament. Brazil got their World Cup up and running with a 2-0 victory over Serbia. Rakalsen scoring two late goals in the second half in the 62nd and 73rd minute, the second an absolute stunning bicycle to give Brazil the victory. Brazil had much of the possession and were able to create several chances throughout the game. Serbia defended resiliently, but they were unable to keep Brazil out. The win puts Brazil on top of Group E with three points, while Serbia have yet to get off the mark in this World Cup campaign. They will be hoping for better when they take on Cameroon in their next game. Brazil looks forward to its clash with Switzerland in another match they feel they can win and set up progression to the next phase. Sam, is this the start you expected from Brazil? Actually, yeah, I did. I did expect Brazil to win, but um, I predicted they would only win 1-0, not 2-0. But Rickarlison to get two goals and also to already get goal of this tournament contender, contender this early is bloody incredible by doing a bicycle kick, worldy. So I reckon Brazil are a very good chance of going all the way. Yep. Phil, will Brazil carry on this form in their last two games against Switzerland and Cameroon? Yeah, for sure. I think they've got enough depth. They had 22 shots on goal and it looks like they're a really strong team and going to go far as well. Can you honestly see them making it all the way to the final and potentially winning it as well? Yeah, well, they've been in through the finals in previous encounters, so I think they've got a strong chance. Um, Wilson, as mentioned before, he's a good striker and he can keep on giving them the goals. Yeah, absolutely. I expect they'll go quite far as well. In other news, some exciting upcoming matches include Qatar will take on Senegal at Al Thuma Stadium. Qatar lost its World Cup opening fixture against Ecuador 2-0. Qatar will be looking to build on their loss, or it could be curtains for them. Senegal put up a spirited fight, but were outclassed by the Dutch 2-0 in their opening game. This looms a massive opportunity for them to get a crucial win. Recent form suggests Senegal has the edge. Qatar will rely heavily on Al Moez Ali and Abdelkarim Hassan to lead their attack, while Mbay Niang, who has been in excellent form lately, will be a threat for the Qatar defence. My pick is Senegal to win this one by 2-0. Boys, who wins this game for you and why? 
I reckon Senegal win one nil, and because they were more, um, they played better football than um, Qatar did in the first um, on the first day of the tournament, and also I think even though you've got the home ground advantage behind Qatar, um, I just think Senegal be one that one too much for them. I tend to agree. I think uh, Qatar going to go out in straight sets. Their performance against Ecuador in the opening game of the tournament was a disaster. They looked horrible as hosts. They couldn't get it right, and I think Senegal as well will go one nil up. Yeah. Speaking of the hosts, Phil, did you expect much from Qatar at this World Cup? No, not really. I thought they just were given the host rights to play in this tournament, and we haven't seen any improvements at all from them. Yeah, I tend to think this will probably be their last World Cup appearance. I can't see them making it in future. Mm. Sam, how did you rate Senegal's efforts against the Dutch? And do you see them being able to progress out of this group to the knockout phase? I mean, if they win, they are a chance of making it through. But again, Senegal did put up a really good fight for majority of the game. But again, in the last 15 minutes, or mainly five minutes plus, um, plus stoppage time, the Netherlands just got away with it in the end, unfortunately, and I'd love to see Senegal bounce back, but I think they'll get out in straight sets too. Yeah, I think I happen to agree with you. In other matches, Netherlands versus Ecuador looks like it'll be an exciting game in which it's expected to be a hotly contested mm-hmm. match. The key players for the Netherlands will be Depay and Babel, who have been instrumental in setting up goals for the Dutch side so far. The main man for Ecuador will be Valencia, with two match-winning, classy goals against Qatar. In my opinion, the Netherlands should come out on top here as they have more quality in their attacking lineup. I expect the Netherlands to win this one by a scoreline of 3-1. Boys, are you feeling a similar result? Uh, yeah, I am actually, and I'm going to go ahead and say Netherlands win 4-0. I'm going to go with a different one, and I, I think they'll go two all in a draw. Two all in a draw. Interesting call there. Terry. Phil, I predicted the Netherlands could go all the way at this year's World Cup at long last. What are your expectations of them? Yeah, the Dutch, um, yeah, they're, they're going okay, and they're probably poised at where they are right now in the tournament. So we'll see how they go in their next game, and uh, it'll be interesting with their result if they can get up. Yeah. Um, can you see them at least progressing into the last 16? Where's the furthest you can see them finishing? Uh, if they can get through Ecuador, I, I can see them going through to a round of 16. Yeah, I predicted they'll make it to the final and maybe even win it, and I hope I am right. Sam, if Ecuador lose to the Dutch, are you confident they will rebound against Senegal and progress along with the Dutch to the knockout stage? It's going to be really, really close. Um... Oh, I can't really say for sure about that, but in my honest opinion, Senegal, if they win their next match against Ecuador and then have Ecuador lose their next match to the following match, it, it really all comes down to the goal difference in the end, so anything can really happen, to be honest. Yeah, too true. England will take on the United States at the Al Bate Stadium. Recent form suggests that England have an edge as they come into this game following their huge win against Iran, 6-2 in their opening game. The United States, on the other hand, picked up a point against Wales. They will be keen to get something out of this game, but it looks like a very tough ask 
given current form. The key player for them is Christian Pasolnic, who has been in excellent form so far in his role as an attacking midfielder. The game between England and the United States, we expect England to come out on top due to their better attacking options. The key players for England will be Raheem Sterling and Harry Kane, who have been in excellent form lately. My prediction, England to win 2-1. Boys, your predictions, please. I reckon England will smack the hell out of the USA and send them packing out of the World Cup. I see England winning 5-0 again. Yeah, agreed there. I think it's going to be a 4-0 defeat. I, I like the way USA pushed Wales, but this is a whole different class of a team in England and they're going to be too strong for the USA to handle. One other prediction I will say, and it's one I'd love to see, not, I don't know whether it happens or not though, I'd love to see Pekayo Saka or Harry Kane get a hat-trick. I want to see someone from England get a hat-trick this game. Yep, fair enough. In the final match of day six, Tunisia takes on Australia at Al Wakara Stadium. Tunisia had a surprise 0-0 draw against Denmark in their first World Cup fixture and will be looking to build on it against Australia. Australia put up a spirited fight against France but eventually got completely outclassed in a 4-1 loss. Reason suggests that Tunisia may have the edge, but if Australia can maintain the form that saw them competitive with France for the first half, an hour for the entire match, they give themselves a chance of victory. The key players for Tunisia will be Kazari and Badri, who have been playing together for a while now. Australia's main man will be Tom Rogic, the outstanding midfielder who can unlock even the most stubborn of defences. Craig Goodwin will be looking to get on the score sheet again after he scored against France. My prediction is Australia to bounce back and get a 2-1 victory. Boys, are we confident Australia can get the victory? I really hope so. I hope they really bounce back, you know, and actually put up a better fight against Tunisia because the only way we're going to make it to the round of 16 is we we beat them and we have um, France beat Denmark. So I'm saying Australia win 1-0. Yeah, it's finally got on at a good time as well at 9 o'clock tomorrow for all the Aussies to watch. We're going to have to wake up early. Um, I think Australia are going to bounce back as well and hold on to that um, lead of 2-0. Yep, I'm predicting Australia as well and I'm really hoping they can get over the line. Sam, what could Australia do to turn around the form that saw them lose to France quite heavily? Against France, they were pretty sloppy at times and they need to be more quick and efficient with their passing and their transition into the, from defence to the forward end of the ground. I mean, they were pretty good at glimpses in the first half until France got away from it from the 25th minute onwards. Um, so they need to play a good, consistent 90 minutes of football, and that's the only way they're going to win and hold up their end on the defensive end. So in, um, in saying that, um, I see... Australia winning, as I said, but that's the only way they're going to win. So their defence needs to step up, led by Kyle Rowles and Harry Sutar. And we also need like guys like Goodwin and Leckie to step up and all those young kids that get given the opportunity, they need to take it. Absolutely. And that concludes Episode 5 of my 2022 FIFA World Cup podcast. Phil, hope you've enjoyed your first appearance on my podcast. Will we see you back at some stage throughout the tournament? Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much, Shamus Samuel, for having me on board. Oh, good. Thanks for your time. 
Thanks so much, Sam, for your time again, as always. Yeah, my pleasure, mate. Um, I'm glad to be able to help you out with this podcast. I think you're doing a really good job at it. So far, um, Aussie boys, the Socceroos, everyone is going to be behind you. Thank God we don't have to get up at six in the morning this time, as Phil said. So get the job done, boys. We're all behind you. Absolutely. Go Socceroos. Remember, if you're keen to be a guest on this podcast, you can reach me on my email in the video description or via the LinkedIn profile in the description. I look forward to bringing you more action in the next 24 hours.